0: You are listening to a Hillbilly Horror Stories Patreon bonus preview. If you like what you're hearing, stick around to the end to find out how you can get more. Hey guys, welcome to episode 841 of Hillbilly Shorts. Hi. I'm going to continue on on the Haunted Ohio 2 book. Uh, So I'm assuming there's a Haunted... I've got a Haunted Ohio book up here, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's... This is part two to that because it's a different author, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think. Well, probably not then. I may not be, though. This one's bigger. You know what? i got a complaint with this one. It says autographed coffee copy, mm-hmm. and it is, and I'm going to show this to you, that's your autograph. Oh. <laughs> I mean, look, I understand I'm not a true author, but I would never consider just scribbling my name and that's it. Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, I left some books for some people that I didn't have a name for. It was just they were just going to, they wanted to give them away at my old workplace. Mm-hmm. And I still wrote like a paragraph in there, even though I didn't know who was getting it. Yeah. Because that's just what you should do. I, I think if you're going to take the time, I mean, I, I'm going to assume this guy isn't the hugest author out there to where he had time to write a little more than just scribble his name. Yeah. Well. Well. To each his own. Yeah. Well. I'm glad that I got this with Half Price Books and he didn't get the money. I'm just, ki- I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're so. I'm just kidding. I know you are. All right, this one's this one is on time warps. And I'm I'm interested to see what we got as far as time warps in Ohio. Cuz we know all the big time warp stories like the the two ladies that were over in Versailles. Or, those are that's one of the big ones, but these are going to be cool. So let's see what we got. This one says ghostly suicide. I'm staying away from that. Ghost at Glendower. Oh wait, man, it's got a question mark after it. Ghost at Glendower. <laughs> <All right. laughs> one day in the summer of 1988, Patty Ramsey, a volunteer tour guide at the Glendower State Memorial in Lebanon, a restored 1850s Greek Revival house, that's uh, we've been to Lebanon a bunch of times. That's yep. that's right there, by where the the flea market is. The huge oh, flea market. Oh, right. that's right. Traders, yeah. one, traders, world. Traders world. Anyway, that's it's right there in that area. It's a uh, re- restored 1850s Greek revival house, and they heard voices at the front door. It sounds like three or four men and, and a woman, young adults, talking to each other as they walked up to the front door. I couldn't pick out any distinct voices. I really wasn't paying attention. Patty got up, started to turn the large skeleton key, which is kept chained to the original brass lock. As she did, she peered out one of the side lights, and was startled to see that there was no one there. Puzzled, she walked down the hall to the back door and looked out into the parking lot. There was no visitor's cars in the lot. Not quite believing what had just happened, Patty went back to the front door, opened it, and stepped out onto the porch. She could see the caretaker cutting the grass on the lower front lawn down by uh, Route 42. I knew it couldn't have been him because the lawnmower had never stopped. I was just taken aback, They sounded so real. I thought the visitors had walked around to the house, but the voices were right here at the door. I couldn't figure out how someone could have gotten away that quick. One chilly, rainy summer afternoon in 1991, Patty was sitting on a sofa by the fireplace in the library, crocheting. Suddenly, she heard a noise as if a log had fallen in the fireplace and was popping sparks. Startled, she looked at the fireplace. There was no fire there. Only a decorative aspen log in the grate. Yes, she could distinctly hear a phantom fire hissing and crackling in the fireplace. Both incidents seem more like glimpses of the past than actual ghosts. Perhaps in a place so correctly restored and lovingly cared for, the lines between the present and the past became blurred. Hmm, that's interesting. It is. All right, here's another one. Beyond the Veil. I told you these were short. Mm -hmm. When Jen Felipe of Xenia found a bride in her bedroom the night of September 20th, 1990, her reaction was curiosity rather than fear. In the middle of the night, something woke me. I jumped up in the bed and I looked across the room. Someone was standing there, oblivious to me. There was nothing frightening about it, but I just stared. It was a bride wearing a white eyelet dress and a short veil that flowed back over her shoulders. She carried a small but beautiful bouquet of red roses surrounded with baby's breath. She had fair hair, light brown or blonde. Her face was not entirely clear, even though it wasn't pitch dark in the bedroom because of the hall light. I couldn't see the bottom of the dress because the bed was in the way. She just stood there looking away from me towards the south. And then she turns toward me, but she didn't focus on me, didn't look at me. She was just thinking. She turned back as she had been. So I had a side view, and then she was gone. I lay awake and thought about it. I wondered who she was, and I regretted not speaking. She appeared on my husband's side of the bed, Jen said. He's a light sleeper, yet he slept straight through it. He listened very carefully to my story and made very few comments. He keeps looking for her, hoping she'll return, she laughs. The daughter was quite interested. She asked me many questions as if to give me a chance to tell the story so I wouldn't forget anything. She could not believe that I didn't question the bride and find out who she was and from whence she cometh. (laughs) I hope her daughter don't talk like that. (laughs) It was a neat experience. I'm just sorry I didn't talk to her. Jen is going to research the history of the house it was built on at the turn of the century, and she thinks that she can track down the previous owners. I think it would be interesting to see if any of them were married on September 20th. That would be almost as much of a surprise as seeing the ghost. Jen is adamant that the bride was not a dream. I know I was awake at the time. My son said, when you dreamed this, and I interrupted him and said, no, it was not a dream. I dreamed with my eyes closed. I know she was there. I just don't know why. Great joy as well as great sorrow can leave an impression on a psychic atmosphere. The pensive bride, dreaming of the future, probably never dreamed that her reverie would haunt a woman in a a century later. But isn't that weird that the, the ghost just, like, didn't even acknowledge anybody in the room? Well, but see, that takes me back to Andrea Perrin when she talked about a time when her mother walked down the stairs and saw what she thinks was something from a different like a different dimension uh-huh and she said there was people sitting at the table eating and everything now in that case they did recognize her she said because they turned their head and acknowledged her but if it's like the stone tape theory which is basically um i guess where something replays over and over and Uh it's not really a ghost, but it's like you watching a movie. It's like an energy there that just keeps doing the same thing over and over. Then they wouldn't notice you. It's like an imprint. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So I never really thought of that. Some people call it a residual haunting. Some people call it the stone tape tape theory Uh and they call it the stone tape theory because they feel like that, like, um, limestone, is is known to kind of absorb energy yeah yeah and they think it would be almost like if you take a picture with film it imprints what it sees on the film Mm -hmm. and the theory with the stone tape is especially if you're in a place with a lot of limestone is that energy from that person and it, it don't have to be anything other than it just like it's like the rocks remember it's like Something happened here. It could be a civil war battle. That could be something. But it's like it was all captured and stored in the limestone, and occasionally it gets played back just like oh, a projector. That is so cool. So probably, if she had said anything, it probably probably not. Wouldn't, if, of, if it happened. was if it was a residual energy or residual haunting, no, it wouldn't have. It would just replace itself over and over. It'd be no different than her talking to the TV. Mm. That's cool. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Y'all got so y'all got lucky this week. Y'all got a couple of really long ones because that that one we did on uh, Tuesday was like almost eleven minutes, and this one's almost nine minutes. So. Yeah. Well, hey. Because we love you guys. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you later.